Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to the Agile World Podcast, where we discuss customer experience, employee experience, and transformation in an agile age. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, a blueprint for creating an experience-led organization, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile World podcast, as well as the co-founder and CEO of CareerGig, a marketplace that provides freelancers access to premium jobs, plus health insurance, retirement, and other benefits. Companies that hire freelancers and 1099s get access to verified freelance talent and can offer them benefits. Today, we're going to talk about the freelance economy and why it's important that freelancers, contractors, and the self-employed protect themselves and their future with insurance, retirement, and other benefits of planning ahead. Many freelancers are passionate about what they do and become independent so they can focus more of their time on what they love doing. They often find, however, that they need to learn about a wide variety of things, such as accounting to send clients invoices, project management, and many other skills. This is in addition to ensuring that they are planning for their futures and the well-being of their families. Insurance, retirement, and other methods of planning are often taken for granted by full-time employees, but freelancers have to source and purchase this on their own. This can be prohibitive from both a time and cost perspective. To help me discuss this topic and offer some potential solutions, I'd like to welcome Steve Blair, who is part of the team at CareerGig, where he's VP of Benefits. First, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background and what you do at CareerGig? Yeah, um, thanks for having me. I'm actually pretty excited that we're getting an opportunity to do this because I think what we're, we're doing in the marketplace is, is a little bit unique and, and, and very exciting. Um, my background, I, I kind of grew up in the insurance business. Um, I have third generation of uh, insurance broker. Uh, actually, no, I think that back fourth generation now. Oh, wow. And and I've taken over. My father and I had a have a business together. He's, he's mostly retired. Um, but I've been working in the business for about 20 to 25 years, I would say, and, and primarily focusing in the area of employee benefits um, and doing some executive planning and, and things like that. But my core area of expertise is definitely um, in that employee benefits world. And, and, and what's nice about it from our perspective, especially since now being part of the career gig team, is the fact that I've been able to see a lot of different companies interacting with a lot of different employees, um, you know, doing a lot of different things and, and getting to see how people um, bring in people either on a part-time basis to manage certain things and, and, and a lot of times wanting to be able to provide benefits, but maybe necessarily can't. Um, and so I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's been great for me to be able to be part of this because this new gig economy that's growing has has kind of you know has blossomed and it's really created a um, you know kind of a hole in, in 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 the benefits world because you have this segment of people that have had these challenges like you're talking about you know somebody is right. very good at what they do and they've become self-employed and they're out getting gigs. Uh, but they're not good at it necessarily at, at accounting or know you know how to protect themselves not only from their employee benefits type standpoints in terms of protecting their health and being able to manage 
health care for themselves and their family, but also, you know, other things like income protection or business protection. Um, and so one of the nice things that CareerGig has been able to do is put together a, a program and process that brings the experts from all of these different areas to be able to assist these people be get the best out of what it is that they want to do, which is why, you know, they've become freelancers to begin with. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, it's definitely definitely great to have you as as part of the t- the career gig team. Well, let's um let's start about by uh, talking about the difference between full time employees and, and freelancers or contractors. Yeah. Uh, so what's the what's the biggest difference between how most companies compensate full time employees versus freelancers or ten ninety nines? Well, we'll talk about a full time employee. We'll call them a W two employee. That is a, an employee that is regularly employed as a statutory employee for a company. Um, and, and, and we call them W-2 employees because they get a W-2 at the end of the year. Um, a 1099 employee is a contractor, and they're an independent, though there are many contractors that work you know, just the same number of hours as a full-time employee um, for companies, but in a 1099 capacity. Um, and I've, I've seen this in a, a number of different areas where People just want to work independently or, you know, a company may have a need that's not an ongoing need where they would hire a W-2 employee, um, but maybe they have a short-term issue that they need to take care of or maybe a project that's only going to last, you know, about a year, maybe even more, um, but is so specialized that they don't want to bring in a regular W-2 employee and they have a lot more flexibility bringing in a 1099, somebody that's an independent contractor that specializes in a, a very specific field. So what did uh, most 1099s or freelancers have to do in order to get comparable insurance and benefits to a, to a W-2? Well, actually, to go back, I, I forgot a big point of what we were just talking about, which is what does a W-2 employee get? Um, you know, oftentimes W-2 employees, they get workers' comp through their employer, they get access a lot of times to health insurance and dental insurance and vision insurance. Um, They have access, you know, a lot of times to either voluntary where the employee pays for it themselves, disability, or even employer paid disability or life insurance or a lot of number of different um, insurance employee benefit related products that just aren't available typically to somebody that's an independent contractor. And so, you know, the value for a lot of employers is with a 1099 is they don't have to provide those benefits. And those benefits are very expensive. Um, To go back to, you know, the 1099 and and what do they have to do to get comparable insurance? A lot of times it's very hard. Either the products are are not necessarily available. Uh, You know, one that that comes to mind is short-term disability. Or like when we're talking about health insurance, the plans that are available in the employer-based market are a lot more rich and comprehensive a lot of time than the plans that are available in the individual market. So a lot of times if I'm an individual contractor and I work for myself, I have to go to, you know, a lot of times, depending on where somebody lives, but for the most part to a Affordable Care Act exchange and buy benefits through the Affordable Care Act exchange. And depending on the state that somebody lives in, uh, there may be very few options available to them in that marketplace. You know, we hear about in the news a lot of times that um, carriers are not working in the individual marketplace anymore. Um, And one of the big things that I see when I'm 
when I'm looking at people that have been in the individual market, um, and when I talk about the individual market, that's somebody that goes and buys their own plan through the, you know, the Affordable Care Act exchange, um, as opposed to somebody being an employee through an employer-based plan, the employer-based plans tend to cover more. Now, all plans have to cover what the government says are essential health benefits. But the real question is, how much does the plan pay versus how much does the subscriber pay to use those benefits? And I'm not talking about the premium that we pay every month, but actually what it costs to get the care. Mm -hmm. And what I find for the most part is that employer-based plans, which is what we've put together at CareerGig, tend to have a higher payout um, for each of those essential health benefits than an individual plan. The individual tends to pay a higher percentage of those visits versus the insurance company. So there's this, you know, there's been this kind of switch out there where, you know, in the individual market, it used, used to be able to get a lot of different types of plans from a lot of different types of carriers. But unfortunately, in the post-affordable care act world, you know, say past 2014, um, we've started seeing those benefits degrading in a little bit. And it's not degrading in the fact that they're not covering certain things. We're starting to see more cost share shift to the member as opposed to the insurance company. Um, and that's kind of an unfortunate thing in the individual marketplace. So as a 1099 contractor or a freelancer, it's very difficult to try to get comparable benefits because you're either don't have access to benefits that are as, as generous or as rich as the employer-based plans, or um, they're just not available to an individual. And, and a lot of 1099 contractors are just working independently, so they don't have other employees necessarily. And, and these group-based benefits, you know, depending on the type of benefit, can require multiple employees. <coughs> Excuse me multiple employees to be part of a plan. Um, and so just as an individual self-employed 1099 person, I wouldn't have access unless I had, you know, multiple people working for me that I can go and negotiate contracts with. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, so then how does, how does career gig make up for some of these gaps? Well, this is one of the exciting things about, you know, what, what we've done and what we are doing and, and not only exciting for me sitting in kind of this broker advisor role um, that I sat in for many, many years, but also the insurance companies that we've talked to have been very excited about our concept. And our concept is um, by allowing or by working with um, gig workers and contract workers, if we can get them to a level where they meet our eligibility requirements on our plans that we're offering. And we're offering a wide variety of different things from medical insurance, dental insurance, um, vision insurance, disability insurance, but short-term, long-term, multiple kinds of life insurance, um, you know, and other services like prepaid legal, and we have even pet insurance, yeah. <laughs> you know, critical illness and accident you know, policies that help when people have high deductible health plans to help offset some potential risk there. These are benefits that, that aren't regularly available, but when we have a relationship with a member through our, our, our system and by putting work through the career gig platform, we create kind of that, that 
employer-employee styled relationship that group benefits are looking for, but the the, the subscriber, the member of career gig isn't going to necessarily lose that independence where they are an, an individual um, career person. And, and in fact, because of what we're doing in terms of being able to provide group type benefits in the gig market economy, um, you know, it's, it's, it's helping the insurance companies too, because they've seen the same gap, but they didn't see or find a good way for them to be able to participate in the gig economy. And we've kind of created that happy medium for them to be able to both go out and do that. So, so it gives some great opportunities to, to the, the gig worker out there and some great opportunities to our carrier partners um, to be able to come back and, and provide these type of benefits and fill in where there's a gap and give people, you know, that want better benefits to have access to them. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, let's let's talk a little bit from the freelancer expense, uh, per, uh, the freelancer perspective, and um, you know what they need to know about insurance. Since again, as you were saying earlier, a lot of times the all of that all of that knowledge and the research and all is really taken care of by a you know an employer mm-hmm. uh, for a for a W two. What are some of the biggest things that the freelancers and contractors overlook in regards to insurance, and what should they be planning for that they often aren't? You know, one of the things that I would, that I, I think that first came to mind when we first started talking through this outside of health insurance, I think everybody can can uh, agree that 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 everybody needs health insurance. It's it's not it's not good to not have it in this country or access to health care in any country for that matter. Um, but outside of those type of benefits, you know, as an independent contractor. The, you know, you're working independently. So if you can't work, you can't get paid. And the number one reason for bankruptcy in the United States is due to a medical condition. So if we're all thinking, you know, and that, that gets people thinking, well, I need health insurance in the event that I have some untimely or, or, or unexpected medical thing come through that I have insurance to help me pay for it. But what if you can't work? You know, the, one of the biggest things I think that there's a huge gap for people in the 1099 world is uh, disability insurance, you know, insuring your income. So if I'm looking at, you know, last year, if I made an average of, I don't know, let's throw a number out there, $150,000 and I'm the primary, you know, income earner in my household, um, what would it mean to my family if I couldn't bring that money back in because I'm ill? Um, disability insurance, which is something that's very difficult to get in the individual market, especially short-term disability. It's typically only available um, in long-term disability in the individual market is to be able to get um, not only plans, but be able to get what one of the things that we've been able to do, you know, by leveraging the the size of, of what we've been able to develop here is actually getting carriers to give us guaranteed issue products. That is, you know, I could be a gig worker and, um, you know, I, if God forbid I have a, you know, a history of cancer in my family or I've had cancer or I'm living with cancer, you know, nobody's going to issue you a policy, but we've been actually been able to put together policies that are guaranteed issues. They're not going to ask, you know, these medical questions. We're going to be able to, 
give products on a guaranteed issue basis where normally somebody wouldn't be able to qualify for them. And that's one of the values of working with, you know, us at career gig is we've created, you know, created this, this pool, this, this enterprise that insurance companies are very interested in working with. That's really great. And I think that's, that speaks to, you know, there's a lot of things that are, that are automated on the platform, but there's also that, that human element of, you know, taking the time to understand uh, an individual's needs and, and trying to find the best solution for them. How to talk a little bit about that. I mean, how do you, how do you approach that in, in helping customers find the, you know, the best solution for them? Cause there's obviously you mentioned at least most, if not all of the, the products available and there's quite a, quite a bit, but you know, what's, where do you kind of start when someone, when someone, knows that they have a need, but isn't really sure where to start. Well, I, I, I started by giving us, as you, as you said, a selfish plug. Um, <laughs> to be able to go through, I think, all right. of, of what we're offering. Um, but, yeah. you know, all, all jokes aside, you know, one yeah. of the things that was important to us is that people have the opportunity to be able to talk to an advisor because everybody's situation is different. Everybody makes different amounts of money. Everybody has you know, different situations at home. Do I have children? Do I not have children? Do I have children that I'm expecting to put through college? You know, there's a lot that goes into that. And so we've been able to develop with, um, with our carriers and also with our partners and our internal staff um, is to be able to put in an opportunity for people to be able to actually schedule time to talk to an advisor uh, to be able to answer those questions, because if you think about, um, and if you were going to buy your own life insurance, or I'm sorry, health insurance plan through one of the health exchanges, um, unless you're working with a broker and a good broker, you may not get the very best advice or no advice. You know, a lot of times when people are purchasing plans through the the exchanges, they get to talk to. Um, an exchange navigator and exchange navigators aren't licensed to be able to give advice so they can tell people how to enroll but they can't give you any advice as to the benefits of one type of plan versus another or you know what's going on in your household do you have certain types of medical conditions are you taking a lot of prescription drug medication and these types of questions can help a qualified advisor be able to to point somebody to the best plan you know give somebody the, the best information that they can give them so that they feel like they've made an educated decision um, and became an educated consumer of their their needs as opposed to just a user of them. Well, let's talk a little bit about your role at, at CareerGig and, and how you work to deliver the best possible customer experience. You already touched on this with, uh, you know, with the, the advising and, and stuff, but what other, what other potential challenges are that, that uh, freelancers might have and, and why do you feel Career gig is a unique solution for them. Well, one of the biggest is is you know with our knowledge and expertise, and I'm not just gonna gonna um, shine the spotlight on me, but for our whole team, you know, we bring a lot of education, experience, knowledge of working not only in the employee benefits arena, and that's one of the nice things about Career Gig is we brought in you know experts of all of these different fields and when we're get an, an opportunity to talk to you know some of these big insurance carriers you know we can really describe what it is that we were hoping to accomplish to assist with the gig economy um, and the insurance companies knew about that big gap there so by having all of these experts and all of different fields and 
and being able to have a very detailed conversation on a high level, it, it made the insurance companies feel very, um, very secure in working with us and partnering with us to be able to um, bring these type of benefits that you know, uh, uh, you know, your typical 1099 independent contractor would never have the ability to talk to, you know, the insurance companies at the levels that, that we had an opportunity to talk to them about. So we've been able to get kind of the best in class, not only in terms of our advisors, but but best in class in terms of benefits to be able to offer the very best possible to the, the, gig, the gig economy. Yeah. Well, and the, then let's let's tie it back uh, to the companies again. I mean, how do you see, obviously, this is a huge benefit to freelancers and that either couldn't access some of these things otherwise, or it might be more expensive other places or just more difficult with, with less guidance. How does having freelancers that are, you know, financially secure, taken care of with insurance, how does that benefit the companies that hire them? Oh yeah. I mean, it's a huge benefit. Um, you know, one of the challenges is, and, and I'm, I'm going back, I'm going to put on my other hat when I was working as a broker and working with independent businesses um, in the mid-Atlantic area of the United States. Um, you know, a lot of times people would say, I have this 1099 person, can I have them on my benefits? You know, it's important for us to know that, that, that they have coverage if something were to happen. And so by us being able to offer a platform for these companies to know that the people that are going to be working with them, you know, and, and in some cases quite intimately, um, have the ability to get very good benefits um, comparable to what somebody would be offering to their other employees. Um, so that, that that's a huge benefit, I think, to businesses to know that, that our team members at career gig would have an opportunity to, to have the same type of programs, both health insurance and the other related insurances. Um, because the number one reason for absenteeism, or I should say presenteeism when people are at work is actually due to when people have medical problems or, you know, and they're trying to call their doctors and working with insurance companies and, you know, trying to, you know, a lot of times people aren't doing that after hours because, you know, one of the doctor's offices open, they're open, they're not open at night. <laughs> so, right. you know, a lot right. of times people are taking care of that during the day and that affects presenteeism. And when I talk about presenteeism, that's, you know, how present are my workers, you know, while they're working during the workday. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's important that, that businesses are getting the most that they can out of not only their employees, but the contractors that they're bringing in as well. Um, because, you know, that's why they hire them because they're experts in their field. And, it, and I think it makes companies feel good to know that the people that they're bringing in are well taken care of, um, or have the opportunity to be well taken care of in, in, in this way. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely heard the same from, from companies uh, and that's really from, you know, small, uh, you know, people, small companies with a few people to enterprises, yeah. you know, everybody, that's, um, you know, they, they want to know that their people are taken care of, even if they're not directly, uh, you know, directly providing those benefits. So no, that's great. Well, um, one last question before we wrap up, uh, for those that want to learn more about uh, what health and other insurance and retirement benefits might be best for them, what resources would you recommend? Oh, I would absolutely recommend that people go to our website, um, click on the benefits area. We've put in a lot of great FAQs. 
Um, we've put in a lot of good information about the different types of benefits that are available. They can absolutely make an appointment to speak to an advisor about the benefits. Um, and one of the great things, you know, when I talked earlier about eligibility is that part of that eligibility is people have to be putting enough work through, through us and partnering with us. Um, so that they can qualify for a lot of these different types of benefits. And, and one of the fastest ways somebody can do that is actually bring over their current gigs. You're not required to start out by, by working with, you know, new gigs through career gig. You can bring your existing gigs in and you can hit those eligibility requirements pretty quickly. Um, and that's one of the big things that, you know, that we wanted to be able to do. And we're working with our carriers and determining eligibility is that we're making sure that, that we're doing things correctly, um, but we also don't want people to have to wait too long, especially if they're already kind of, you know, cranking out those hours. You know, we want them to be able to get credit for those, and it's a great way for them to be able to do that and start working with us. Um, so, as I said, you know, just kind of in recap, we've got great information on our website. Um, they can schedule time to talk to an advisor. Uh, we also have the opportunity um, if people can can contact us through the website. They can ask questions. We're we're happy to respond to them um, and give them the information that they need. You know, to help guide them through this process. Great. Well, Steve, thanks so much for joining the show. And for yeah. those listening, what's the best way for them to keep up with you? Uh, and people can contact me on LinkedIn. Um, also, I have I have a company that I, I work with um, doing employee benefits consulting. Uh, called Lyceum Insurance Services, LLC, out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Um, our phone number is area code 301-840-6624. Um, or you can hit our website and, and send us emails through our website at www.lyceum, that's L-Y-C-E-U-M-I-N-S.com, lyceumins.com. And we're very happy to, to answer any questions anybody might have. Great. Well, again, I'd like to thank Steve Blair, VP of Benefits at CareerGig, for joining the show. You can learn more about CareerGig, a marketplace that provides freelancers access to premium jobs, plus health insurance, retirement, and other benefits at www.careergig.com. Thanks for listening to The Agile World with Greg Kilstrom. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile World Podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book, the center of experience from my website at theagile.world or on Amazon or other retailers. Until next week, stay agile.